All right, Avalanche Championship Nation. How we doing? Uh, day after the Avalanche win the Stanley Cup, have we like come down from the mountains yet? Are we still up on cloud nine? I, I think I think we're all just living this moment for as long as we possibly can. On today's episode, Kyle and I will go through the Avalanche roster and kind of what winning the Stanley Cup means to each one of these guys because the Stanley Cup means something different for everybody. They're at different points in their career. You know, guys that are in the beginning, guys that are at the end, somewhere in the middle, it all means something different for each guy. So Kyle and I are going to go through them and kind of just feel what it what it means to to win this championship for these guys on this team. And we will also do another sound check because when you win the Stanley Cup, you can't have just one song that sums up the victory. Let's do it. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, champions? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Don't forget to follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, no concerns, opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow our show over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, it is Avalanche championship day plus one and you just had to walk around with a smile on your face yeah. you, you had to feel so good it's like like this is what it's like winning the stanley cup this is great yeah, yeah I, this was one of those days that everything i did i said i slept like a champ i ate like a champ like you just walk around with that swagger like yeah I've walked around with the kids. We did our own Stanley Cup parade. I we love watched. that. By the way. <laughs> what did you make those out of? What 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 are the Stanley Cups that you made? Uh, foam bowls, foam yeah. cups, and poster board with gray spray paint. I love it. And you just walked up up and down your street. Yep, walked up and down the over. blocks. Uh, there were we had signs. We were playing all the small things. We all had hockey sticks. <laughs> A couple of Flyers fans around here and some Penguins fans. Uh, Did anybody waved and, and laugh? Yeah, yeah. They're like, "Hey, I remember that. Enjoy it while you got it." So uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, Kyle's got it up on his uh, uh, Twitter. I think you put it up on everything, Twitter and Instagram. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, check it out. So <laughs> clever idea. Uh, absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, man, like you, you just nothing was going to to oh there's my dog by the way yeah he's she's happy too um <laughs> nothing was going to deter you from being in a good mood you know you had yeah. every you know sometimes i will interact with the uh an, an opposing fan base um and and i saw a couple comments from st louis blues fans of all people yeah they go away <laughs> <laughs> and that i let them go I let it go. Like I'm like, you're not gonna rain on this parade. You you can't. Nothing you can say is gonna is going to make me get like so enraged that I need to rage tweet you and and you know put you in your place. I don't it's think we played bad. the blues since Top Gun's been out. So what yeah. are they what are they doing? <laughs> so it's just you know you feel and then you see all these images coming out of you know what happened in the locker room and and just them drinking out of the cup and Nuke just. <laughs> 
<laughs> which makes you appreciate his effort more. Good yeah. Lord. Um, but you do, you just see all of that, you know, and, th- and that's the beauty of social media and, and the world we live in. Sometimes it's a pain in the butt, but for things like this, it's great. It's great because yeah. you really see the behind the scenes stuff. And it's almost like we talked about it on yesterday's episode, how sweet this is compared to what we experienced 21 years ago. And like, could you imagine if you had this kind of access to the avalanche 21 years ago, if you got to see Patrick Waugh, Joe Sackick at Forsberg, like drinking out of the cup and enjoying it. And you could see like, Uwe Krupp waking up with a cup next to him or stuff like that. Like, yeah. like yeah, that, that kind of Johnson uh, yeah. picture is like, like I said on uh, on Twitter, like I have all of the questions for that one. Like, but that's so Eric Johnson. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the, when I saw that, I'm like, if it was anybody else, I'd be like, that's weird. But for Eric Johnson, I'm like, he's like the jokester. So uh, yeah. I completely get it. <clears throat> so. What we wanted to do was kind of go through the roster and how we're going to do this is in order of how how the cup was handed off. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is up on our uh, Instagram page. Someone came up with a graphic. I think it was the NHL that came up with a graphic. And uh, they put it in order of uh, who, who had the cup first, second, third, all the way down to 29 and Jared Bednar. And we wanted it's kind of a, a way to go through the roster and kind of what this means to each one of these guys. Because, you know, like when you win a championship, guys are at different stages and, you know, it, it means it, it means the world. This is what you play for. But, you know, there's different meaning for different guys based on where they are in their career. So obviously you're going to start with with Gabe Landeskog. He, you know, when you're the captain, you get it first. And there you go. And I think, you know, right off the bat, that that is what you're going to think of mm-hmm. when you think of Gabe Landeskog. When his career is said and done, he now has a, a championship to add to his resume in addition to probably the longest tenured captain in Avalanche history. So this adds to that. Remember, sometimes we talk about who's on the Mount Rushmore of, of uh, av, av, you know, f- the franchise for the Avalanche. Um, when you have those things, like he's not going to win a Hart Trophy or any like a, a Rocket Richard mm-hmm. or anything like that. But that's not what gets you on your team's Mount Rushmore. It's grit. It's what you mean to this team. It's yep. being a captain for maybe 18 years and it's winning maybe multiple Stanley cups. Yeah, absolutely. And like I, when that cup was won and you see the order of things and how the cup was handed off, like you're thinking about those names. Well, we, well, we did in the off season, we talked about that Mount Rushmore of like avalanche players. There is now a clear divide in avalanche history mm-hmm. everyone in that valley it's over like there is no mount rushmore talk for you it is there's a clear separation of the eras and it yeah. begins here and mm-hmm. with this team and everyone that we're about to mention on how this cup how much it means to them because the past is the past this is the new colorado avalanche right so yeah so like from here on out like you're just going to be plugging all these things into the resume yep. so um and then from there goes to eric johnson and what can you say you mm-hmm. know just a fan favorite since he got here the number one overall pick and there's so much that comes with being the number one overall pick um i you know i don't i think it's comfortable to say he hasn't lived up to a number one pick status but he's been a solid solid hockey player for the duration of, of his 
of his time. And um, that's who everybody wanted to see get it. You know what I mean? Like yep. that, that was the, um, I don't know, like if you didn't have a rooting interest, but you knew, you know, Eric Johnson was that one guy. It's almost like the John Elway. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what you wanted to see him get it. And he finally did. And the, and the reaction that I've watched that reaction video of him so many times yesterday, it, it's it's just great. That's, that's something's going to live forever. And not just the reaction of him getting the cup, the reaction of him. He's literally the only one in the arena and he's just skating. I don't know if you saw that video. I did. What do you read into that? This is it. Yeah. I, I, like I, you when you heard him talk in the post game about even considering retiring last year during the Seattle Kraken expansion draft, like that was the last lap for EJ. And I think so. This I mean, was, what a way to go! Well, you know what I mean. Exactly. You, you don't you don't need to do anything else. This this is the pinnacle of of your career. Um, and for the Avalanche, they'll save six million dollars off the cap if he retires. Um, bye, so. EJ. Bye. <laughs> But you know that that's I, I think that's a perfect way to go, and you know he'll soak this up for a few weeks, and then maybe we'll get an answer to that. But I do, I think when I saw that image, I was like, oh, that's that's poetic. Yeah, it's... He 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 could be on his way out, and I'd be okay with that. Put a bow on that career. Then it goes to Andrew Cogliano. Uh, maybe Everyone's a little bit of a favorite. surprise, yeah. But going to number three, but I think that was another you know, uh, career defining moment for him. Just some guy that's, that's been here for, or not here in, you know, avalanche land, but in the league for a while. And he finally got one. So you have to respect that. Yeah. I almost, when I saw Cogliano, I just was like, is Kale McCarr doing an interview somewhere? Like where is like said that in the comments? And I don't know if he actually, I can't imagine he was doing a, a, interview immediately after winning the con Smythe and not being there for maybe he 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 passed off the con Smythe and then once landis Gog picked up the stanley cup then he went to go do it and I, it was just i don't like it felt like if somebody else was doing something or like you just look up ej looks up and there's cogliano here you go mm-hmm. like it's i was like okay sure you played a long time yeah but, okay cool yeah that but it was cool. it's a head scratcher but... but it was all right i mean it, it, yeah. everybody loves that guy you know what i mean that, that that's one of the everybody wants to talk about josh manson and and arturi lekkanen and and yeah those were massive gets but um the andrew cogliano trade if you i i would almost venture to guess if you asked the team what was maybe the biggest move I think for a team, they they might say that because that's yeah. depth and and he's well liked in the locker room. He, he's almost a PR Edward Belmar move. Kind of, yeah, I would say even he's better than Belmar. Yeah, he's like he's a locker yeah. room guy, a little bit more production mm-hmm. out of Cogliano than Belmar, but that's that's what you would equate that move to. Yeah. And then next you go to Nathan McKinnon, and what w- I mean this. Things like this are what is going to define this guy and where he stands all time. You need championships to do that. You need awards to do that. You need your all-star games to do that. And this is just, uh, you know, this is the big resume builder for Nathan McKinnon. And it was nice to just see Nathan McKinnon smile. <laughs> he even did a, a uh, inter- intermission interview uh, in between uh, the second and the third, and he was just deadpan. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, no, we still got 20. Like, we're not, we're not celebrating. We're not doing anything. We just got to go to work. And then just to see him let loose a little bit was just, was great. And the thing that I haven't heard anybody mention yet, which is it's the 
the biggest part of Nathan McKinnon getting the cup, he now has separation on McDavid. Well, and we talked about this many times. If he gets a Stanley Cup first, mm-hmm. is he now considered the best in the league? And th- we talked about that a couple years ago. Um, I don't know if because I feel like the Avs got so many. Like we we didn't expect the emergence of Kale McCarr to kind of be in the, that mix. So I don't it's know. Your, if you, it's you your get out of the argument free card. What is? <clears throat> Nathan yeah. McKinnon's got a Stanley Cup, and then you're like, "Well, you can't fight that." Oh, I see so. what you're saying. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the debate uh, comes up. It's he's got a Stanley Cup. There's it's going to be a couple years before McDavid's even thinking about that. So yeah, we'll see. But it, but it is a good. Now you can have that debate, like you said. You can throw that in there. There's your there's your trump card. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, for him, for him, it's it. it like I'm saying, it's huge for all these guys. For him, it's huge. Because at the end of his career, people are going to be lining up his awards. How many championships does he have? This is one of hopefully many. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get one more in before uh, the break, but we'll, we'll go with Jack Johnson, who was next. Another guy that's just been around. Yep. Been, you know, the, he's a workhorse. And just that he was signed at the beginning of the season on a tryout basis yeah. and stayed with this team for the duration of it. That's that's a, that's a great achievement for him, and he's another one I think is going to walk into the sunset or ride into the sunset along with Eric Johnson. I think the Johnson and Johnson boys call it a career after this one, if you ask me. Both of them will be wheeled out of there. I don't, <laughs> they're not walking anywhere. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that definitely, you feel like JJ's on his way out. So see you later, banana pancakes. Great you, career. Yeah, you feel good for him. You feel yeah. good for him. Um, all right. Obviously, more to get to, and uh, kind of deliberately stop there so we can start the next segment with a uh, very, very important one, your boy, Mr. Nas. But first, betonline.net, your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. And yes, the uh, odds for next year are already out. Colorado Avalanche are number one. You know who number two is? Want to take a stab at it? Tampa again? Nope. Starts with T. Toronto? Toronto is number two right now, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs, which are obviously over, and the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting and esports. It remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news for this season. BetOnline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's betonline.net, where the game starts. Okay, so continuing with our uh, what the trophy means to fill in the blank. <clears throat> After Jack Johnson, it went to Nazem Kadri. And we talked about Naz yesterday in yesterday's episode, um, but to kind of re- reiterate on that, Everything that he's been through for mm-hmm. his life and the, these playoffs in round two against uh, St. Louis and then the injury to come back from that. They were you heard that he broke his thumb in multiple spots, which is a six week healing time. And he did it in two weeks and didn't just come back and just played a role, came back and took his spot back on the second line. You uh, have overtime feel- winner. In the overtime winner, the first game he came back, 
Um, if you're lining up the guys who you feel good about to win this, and you had said yesterday, I think you have Eric Johnson at number one, and I think you have Nazem Kadri at number two. And this is this is like I'm, I mean everything I say, everybody's gonna be like, here's Nas Stan rattling so off what? his Nas love, but so what? I mean goodness, like it's everything he went through in Toronto, like I mean death threats, it's enough to make anybody want to just walk away from the game, and like yeah. for that whole career, for everything he's endured, that that bad guy like stigma that he's had for years, he's got a cup. Jumbo Joe doesn't like you. There's so many names out there that he's like yeah. equated to that he now has that additional step up, and it yeah. couldn't go to a nicer, like more deserving guy. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's now we see what happens in the offseason with him. After Kadri goes to Burkowski, uh, and you feel good for Berkey. You know, it's his second one. <laughs> you didn't believe it or not, it's his second one. It's crazy how you know oh. careers can go. Um, but again, injured. You know what you get with him. We talk about him a lot. He's up. He's down. Um, I would have loved to have him, though, in, yeah. in that final because I think he could have done a, a lot of good for the Avs, especially on the offensive end against uh, Vasilevsky. But um, he was after Kadri. So, yeah, and just one of those guys that, you, 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 again, another one that you feel good for. I feel like I'm going to say that a ton. but you, Yeah, he's you this generation's Tyson Berry. Good guy off the ice. He's funny. Great smile. <laughs> like, he warms up the room. You just mm-hmm. want to see a little bit more out of him. Yeah. Next is Darcy Kemper. You know, how how much did we talk about him in the postseason? And I think he feels so good to win mm-hmm. this. You know, traded in when when the avalanche were traded for from the avalanche when uh they couldn't sign grubauer so it was like a scramble to get a goalie and they pick a guy that that wins the stanley cup they give up that first round pick in this in this year's draft and it was it was worth it, it during the regular season he had an excellent excellent regular season he struggled a bit in the postseason but the moments where he needed to step up you could say there were moments where he did and there were moments where he didn't. So it's kind of like a little bit of a roller coaster with him. But if you're just focusing on the the, the game clinching uh, game six, he did what he needed to do. Sure, yeah. the defense helped him, but yeah, you, you feel good for Darcy. Yeah, when the Seattle Kraken sign a Stanley Cup winning goalie and Darcy Kimber, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, he d- absolutely stepped up. And it was one of those that, like, being Team Frankie and all that, like, he made you respect him, especially how he performed in Game 6. Like, letting mm-hmm. up a softie that just kept going and building off that. Like, that's going to be Darcy in the postseason. That's fine. I believe in you, man. Like, yeah. go ahead. Do it. And he did good. And another guy with a career that he's been everywhere. And, like, for him to get a cup yeah. here, like, that's... Yeah, a little bit of a you don't, you don't get an NHL job being average. Like, yeah, you're either good or you're in the minors. So, uh, and then Darcy, who was the, the eighth player to get it, hands it off to the ninth player in Miko Rantanen, another guy that's so valuable to this team and has been through it all. You know, what I mean, he, when he was drafted, he, he he was with you know, he's been there, um, for the good and the bad. And this mm-hmm. is this is the the best for him. So another and another guy who just had a very quiet but very productive postseason. Mm-hmm. We were all focused on like how he's not scoring, 
goals all that much. And but he was, I would have liked him to. I would have liked to seen him shoot more. Uh, but I, I don't know if maybe there's some injury there with him that we'll hear about in the coming weeks, but he was facilitating and he, he, I felt like he didn't go ghost on the abs. Like he was out there working his butt off and he has for a number of years now. And now he gets a championship. And that speaks to the level of greatness that Miko Rantanen has that he doesn't have to score to be relevant. Like we were just talking about Burakovsky. If he's not scoring, he's invisible. If mm-hmm. Miko's not scoring, he's making someone else score or going to fight for a, uh, a four check, dumping the puck down on the boards. Like he's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and then number 10 was Darren Helm and com- comes over from the uh, Detroit Red Wings. And and this is one of the things where I say like it means something different to different people. Here is a guy who won it very early in his career. Mm-hmm. I think it was like his second year in the league. I think it might have been his it, first. It, was it his rookie year? I think it was. It was either his first or his second. And he wins one with the Detroit Red Wings. And now he's in his 14th year and he doesn't win it until his 14th year. So that's a guy who's looking at this like, I don't take this for granted. Maybe when I got in the league, even if I won it my first, my second year, I'm thinking like, oh, this is how it is in life in the NHL. (laughs) And then 13 years later is when you sniff it again. Uh, So a guy like that is is highly, highly appreciated of the moment. What if if he walks away getting his first cup with the Red Wings and then his last game he played is on the day the Unrivaled documentary comes out and his two cups are Detroit (laughs) and Colorado. I don't think, I mean, he's 35 years old. He's an unrestricted free agent. Um, it could be. I mean, this is another one, but I, I just like he looks good. He doesn't look like the yep. game is passing him by. I think he's still got a few years left in him, and I, I would imagine the Avalanche want to bring him back. And I feel like, why would he not want to come back? He won a cup here, so you don't, you're not, you're not going to spend a ton of money on him. <clears throat> you know what I mean? So uh, that stuff we'll get to in the coming weeks, but. Uh, Darren He's getting Helm a Nieto contract if he does come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you got to feel good for him because it was so long in between cups for him. Then it goes to Devon Tapes, and mm. what are we going to say about him? I mean, highly underrated, undervalued defenseman that Joe Sackick plucked away from the Islanders, which will go down as maybe his second best trade, obviously mm. next to the Duchesne trade. Uh, but he he's a guy who's he's going to be around for a while and we are lucky, lucky, lucky to have him. Yeah. It's, I feel bad that he's on such a good team with so many names that perform the things he does to elevate <laughs> the entire team. Yeah. I, it gets taken for granted. There should be whole episodes on just what Taze does for this team. Yeah. Uh, then it goes to Valnachuskin who you, you mm. saw the image of his foot, uh, how he was playing on that. I don't know other than the, a simple explanation that he's a hockey player and the role that he plays on this team, it can't be understated. And him, he's another guy who you have to feel great for because nobody wanted him. Nope. Dallas just threw him to the curb and anybody could have picked him up. And the avalanche were like, we'll give you a shot. And it wasn't all roses in the beginning for him. When, when he first started out with the abs, took him a little while to get going, but man, now he is going to be a highly sought after free agent 
when free agency period picks up. And I think the Avalanche are going to move mountains to try to bring him back. Yeah, that's free agent target number one. I think so. I agree. Uh, we got a couple more in here. Well, then it goes to Pavel Francos. That's your boy. Frankie's, you know, he, he's a crowd favorite. Everybody loves Frankie. I mean, he could have won the con Smythe, in my opinion, but... <laughs> as the backup goaltender role yeah but, but he, honestly but he's part man he's he and, was a big part in the postseason and like not joking like that's one of those things that will if it doesn't work out in colorado somewhere else like this could get you in, your foot in the door somewhere else yeah well he just signed what did he sign a two-year two yeah uh so he's got yeah next year and the year after that so he's around for a couple more years and by the time that contract is over he'll be 34 years old so um yeah it's nice that he's not going anywhere because i love having him as as the backup I do we'll, too. See, we'll see what happens with the starting role it'll be another interesting storyline uh all the way down to number 14 is where we get kale mccarr and what else can we really say about kale mccarr the dude is just achieving everything possible you get a Norris, you get a Con Smythe, and you get a Stanley Cup in a week of each other. Uh, that's a, that's an epic run for a guy that is going to be. We're talking about Nathan McKinnon, where he's going to be on the list of greatest of all time. This dude's just getting started. That's scary for a former Hobie Baker winner. And add that too, and Rookie of the Year. It's just, uh, and then next year you're going to add a Hart Trophy to it. It's just, it's it's nonstop. He's awesome. Boy, he had a hard time getting through the airport. I'm telling you. <laughs> all that hardware. Um, and one more JT Comfer, another guy that's been there through it all. Um, oh, he's, he's one of those guys that, that's always or was always like when the trade deadline's coming up, kind of that name that just gets thrown in there. Yep. Like he's a throwaway player for the Avs. Like, oh, we'll get rid of him. Him, him and Tyson Jost were always in there of trade bait. And I kind of just get the feeling that he never was like, obviously Tyson Jost was, but I don't feel like, like JT comfort ever really was really fully on the trade block for Joe Sackick because he knows he has value to this team. He has value in the depth lines. And for every criticism I've had a JT comfort in the regular season, I ate every one of those words with a smile on my face. Like his production in the playoffs Absolutely incredible. Like in the Locked On Avalanche Twitter spaces, I refer to him as Jesse's brother as a kind of just tongue in cheek, but he's been incredible. And, you know, he's been around like he's been around a long time. Like if you look back on former teams and that terrible season, mm-hmm. he's still he's there. Like, so we want to say, look at Gabe, look at Nate, look at EJ. They stuck it out with us. So is JT Comfort. Absolutely. Give the man his roses. Absolutely. All right, before we uh, run down the the last batch here, we did want to do another sound check. So uh, we, we did yesterday's, and it was kind of just, you knew it was going to be Blink-182, all the small things. That was both of our picks. We want to do version 2.0 of this. Um, and if you're new to the show, we always do a, a we call it the uh, LOPN sound check, where we pick a song that summarizes the action of the most recent game in this case it is version two of the stanley cup clinching game in uh tampa um you can follow this playlist it's over on spotify just search lopn soundcheck and you have a nine to ten hour sound uh playlist going right now which you can enjoy at your leisure so what is your what is your personal selection for the clinching game sir 
Everybody knows me as a huge metalhead, kind of like punk kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Let me throw you a little curveball here. Ooh, all right. Reporter's clock, producer's jock. They want to be down with the king. Down with the king. Run D Oh, man. That's a great one, man. Big, big Run DMC fan. Wow. I haven't listened to that song in a long time. I can't wait to add that one on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, And for me, everybody wants to throw out their queen like we are the champions. I just I can't do that because everybody's everybody's got it out there. And we know that's the championship song that everybody wants to put out there when a team wins it. I will take the champion or champion word in mine. And there's a uh, Alter Bridge song. I lo- Alter Bridge just feels like they're so good. They are excellent. Man, I just feel like they're so underrated. By the uh, way, that's Creed without Scott Stapp. So. It is. It is. Uh, so if they have a song called My Champion, which mm-hmm. that will be up there too. Uh, fantastic song. Just an uplifting song, man. Like, the, really why that doesn't get played more in arenas, I don't It's a good know. video too. Oh, man. Fantastic. So. Uh, go check those out when you have some time. And I know I was talking to somebody uh, that's driving from St. Louis to Denver for that's the cool. for the parade. And I said, hey, man, I got a playlist for you, shockingly enough. So it's so good. Give it it's a awesome. shot. And it's, it's great. Always fresh. Always fresh. Never hits a rut. Like yeah. the same kind of songs. Like it's always. It's all up. Dude, the one because I listen to it on shuffle. Yeah, and then the one that just throws me for a loop every time is when you threw out the Tina Turner. <laughs> we we don't need another hero. Yeah. <laughs> like it's such a good song, but I go from Slipknot to yeah. <laughs> to Tina Turner. I, I had that. I had the Slipknot song the other day with my kids in the car, and then it hit that uh, "Kill the Beast" song from Beauty and the Beast. That I was like, Oh, oh yeah. man. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, there's some fun uh, uh, curveballs thrown in there, which is uh, fantastic. So give it a listen. All right, getting back to uh, our handoff order and what this cup means to uh, the different players on the Avalanche roster. Uh, Josh Manson at 16. Fantastic pickup, obviously. He's a guy I'd really like to see stick around. I just don't know if he's going to. I I think he might be a little bit too rich for the Avs blood right now. I mean, if, if Eric Johnson retires and frees up some money, I know a lot of that money might go eventually to Nathan McKinnon, but um, another guy that I think they want to bring back might not be in the cards. Regardless of that, fantastic pickup by uh, Joe Sackick. Took him a couple games to really get acclimated to the system, but once he did, wow, great, great addition to that defensive core. And, you know, you – wouldn't think it would be that hard to keep him like the move from anaheim to denver can't be that far like no and it looks like manson enjoyed his time especially like if you hear him talk about kale mccarr and everything like i would love to see him back next year oh, absolutely uh and he goes from uh you know a, a traded player to another traded player in arturi lekanen and oh. he has developed into one of my favorite players uh, oh, just looking everybody says like this is an under the radar pickup and maybe it is in the grand scheme of the hockey world but we were sitting here like when that came across the newswire i was like oh my god yeah what can't joe sackick do i know and and he is 
I, I am, he played fantastic for them in the short amount of time. I cannot wait to see him next year in a full year with the abs. He's a restricted free agent, but they should sign him. No problem. Um, I'm, I cannot wait to see him do what he can do after an off season with the team, just being around them more, the camaraderie, you know, is there going into training camp. Uh, Arturi Lekkanen is going to blow some people's minds next year outside of the walls of the Colorado Avalanche. And I hope they put Bo Byram on that on that line combo with Lekkanen because I feel like those two could work so well with each other. Well, well, but with a Byram, yes, like Byram well, pushing up to Lekkanen. Oh, so so like a defensive like pairing. You're, okay. You always yeah. want you always have like Kale and Nate working together. Like this is yeah. like your like your great value Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr on like line two to have right. Lekkanen and Bo working together. Oh, I I, yeah, it I could think work. that I think that's exactly where we need to go with that second line. Yeah. Uh, so he's a traded player, and he goes to a third traded player to Nico Sturm. Uh, from from the hated Minnesota Wild, you know, a one for one deal for you know crowd favorite Tyson Jost for Nico Sturm, but it was I think overall a good move. I think Tyson Jost had just worn out his welcome here, and with Sturm, you got a little bit bigger. You got really good on faceoffs. You got good on penalty kills. Um, uh, I think a solid pickup. Which again, who knows where he'll be? Because I'm pretty sure he's unrestricted as well. If I want to check that quickly, yes, he I is. Think, yeah. Um, if if he came here for a short amount of time and and helped us win that cup, thank you for your service and and we'll always be appreciative. But uh, I liked him. I liked him. I thought yeah. he did well. He was a bubble hockey player to me. Just turn mm-hmm. the peg and he makes his move. Like nothing special, nothing yep. fancy. He did what he had to do. Yep. Um. Then he goes to Sam Gerard, Sammy G, who didn't mm-hmm. play thanks to the broken sternum. Dude, they're they're handing him the cup, and I'm like, how are you lifting that, dude? Like sturm to sternum. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm a dad, dad joke. Um, but you know, Sammy G's always been one of my favorites. Yeah, always felt bad when he went down, and he was kind of the 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 butt of a lot of uh, anger for Avalanche fans this year. I felt a little bit unwarranted. Yeah, uh, but it turned out that he probably was injured because he had that. Uh, was it was it a foot or an, a knee or something? I can't remember exactly what. I think it was his yeah. foot. Um, but he was out or for high a while. Brain or something, something like that. that. Um, and then eventually came back in the playoffs, was was playing well, yeah, and then got hurt. So um, I was happy to see that he was there and was able to lift that cup too, because he he's been uh, a big part of their team. Yeah, it, I, great to see him skate around with it with the team yep. and get to be there and celebrate. Uh, he goes, uh, he was 19. Number 20 goes to Logan O'Connor. There's 29 of these, by the way. So he goes to number 20 in Logan O'Connor. LOC, another uh, favorite. I, I'd like to see what he does next year. Mm-hmm. Started off this year smoking hot and all those, uh, you know, shorthanded goals and shorthanded opportunities. This seemed to fade a little bit as the season went on. But in the postseason, th- those depth lines for the Avs were massive for them. And I think I feel like he was like the ringleader of it all. He was the one that was getting these guys like juiced up because the effort level for him is always pinned in the red and he's like matt calvert version 2.0 this is exactly what you want for loc to start like what's a good way yeah. to solidify that career yep 21 
Uh, another well, it wasn't a trade. It was a waiver wire acquisition in uh, Nicholas Abbe Kubel. Up and down with the Avs, but um, I don't know. He, he he again, and he was kind of up and down in, in the postseason. But good moments, bad moments for Nick. What'd you say? He dropped the cut. He dropped and the, the cup. We kick his butt. And then he drops the cup. Someone was like, I think that's the record for uh, the cup getting dented. It always gets dented. It always gets disfigured and stuff like that. But usually, you know, when it leaves the arena and it's on the airplane and stuff like that. But this was in the arena. He just dropped the thing. Uh, he goes to Ryan Murray. Haven't seen Ryan Murray in months. So <laughs> yeah, Hello, my name is Ryan Sticker on his jersey. <laughs> uh so i mean it was just nice to see that he was there i wasn't expecting that but that's cool that's the family Ryan. yeah he goes to curtis mcdermott uh what, what do you can say about kurt mcdirt he's this is, this is the stanley cup champion baby uh the the guy who was wearing the jersey yeah uh, in the stands when we went to go see him is is very very happy right now he yeah is, true you know? <laughs> uh and then all the way down to 24 is bowen byram um, this is the dynamic of winning the, the Stanley Cup. You have Eric Johnson, who has been playing for you know 87 years and finally wins one. And then Bo Byram, here comes little old Bo Byram. I'm just gonna mosey my way on into the league, uh, and and wins one. And I and I'm you know tongue in cheeking that, but he had a, he had a rough year yeah. with the concussions, and we've said it multiple times here that we didn't want him to play at all, at least for this season and then kind of reassess in the off season, but he's a hockey player. He's like, Nope, I am not doing that. And he came back and was an absolute huge part of this defense in the postseason. And, you know, the gloves were off when it came to Jared Bednar playing him in every possible situation. He led the defensive unit in time on ice in that clinching game. The first of many cups for Mr. Bo Byram. And then he, you know, this is kind of like his his tandem mate here with Alex Newhook because they got drafted in the same first round. Um, I thought it was a good season for Alex Newhook. We're going to do grades and stuff like that in, in the coming weeks. Um, but I, I wanted to see a little bit more of Alex Newhook in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he kind of just started like the legs start getting tired or something for him, but... Um, he must he, have been rooming with Burakovsky. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but again, another young guy who this is just going to now guys like him have to up their game because now you're playing on a championship team. Mm-hmm. So you got to get the, the, you know, the car moving. And I feel like he's going to do that. I, I, I liked what he did overall. Um, but, you know, a young guy to win it. Sometimes I can really like, like the fire, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, he goes to Jacob McDonald. Nice to see you, Jacob. Uh, <laughs> I, I just feel so bad for him because I, I just love this guy's work ethic. Um, and he got laid out in that game and just has did not come back since then. He, he went back down to the NHL and played in the NHL, but never came back up uh, to the big show. So I, 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 I just love that guy. So yeah. I, he's one of those guys that I didn't expect to be there. I'm glad he was there, and I'm glad he got a chance to hoist it. Good moment for him, for real. Uh, and then you have uh, a couple more AHL guys and uh, Jason uh, Magna at 27 and uses Annan at 28. Filler roles for them. It's just 
I got to hold the Stanley Cup, and I'm I'm insanely jealous of them. Magna's going <laughs> to take that cup to uh, Loveland. There we go. There we go. go. Um, Jerry Bednar was uh, last but not least. And I didn't see I was listening to uh, Elliot Friedman. And I guess he was interviewing Jared Bednar when the rest of the team brought it over to him to hand to him. And and Elliot Friedman was like, you don't see that a lot. Usually it kind of just goes to like the. Like like the suits, you know what I mean? And then it kind of trickles down to the coach. But he was like, I was. This is Elliot Friedman saying this. I was very like taken aback by the team as a team brought it over to Jared Bednar. Shows you how connected this team and this coach are. Yeah. And you could see it in like the the celebrations and the conversations back and forth after the cup was won. They love this coach and this coach loves this team. And he's not going anywhere. So um it, it was it was great all around, man. Just still on on you know head in the clouds moments right now, and uh, we'll feel this way for a little while. We'll feel this way for a little while. I, I'll reach out to uh, to, to Denker. I, I feel like I wanted to give him a day or two to kind of uh, decompress, and <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe we'll do a crossover for uh, for tomorrow. See how he's see how he's feeling. We'll check in on our buddy. Hey, Adam, you up? <laughs> So um, let us know in the comments what what, is, what takeaways you have from specific players who uh, you feel this is a big moment for. It's obviously a big moment for all of them, but uh, is it Eric Johnson? Is it Taves? Is it Darren Helm? Fire away in the comments. So that's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. It's always appreciated uh, when you come in and make us your first listen of the day. Uh, and like I said, follow us on our social media channels. Comment away, like I said, in the YouTube comments, because those are fun. Like, man, you had your uh, work cut out for you, dude. Bring it up. I'm glad you took the day off to do that. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, he's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.